You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Just like, how do you feel? Music, terrified, <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> what was that? I was trying to pick it out. I couldn't figure it out. Alex. Some Alex. kind of Indiana Jones or something. Alex. It's the goddamn, <laughs> it's the goddamn movie. The, the bottom third of an open bottle of wine. Listen, <laughs> okay. It's COVID time. It is COVID time. That's why I've got my tea here. Got your guys. A nice, a nice lemon ginger tea here. Alex, it was with, it a, was with a backup. With a backup. It was Die Hard. The the, the theme song. <laughs> the theme song that we just. Of course it was. Everybody, welcome to Little that Justice. That would make sense. <laughs> Holiday special. I'm Nick Walker. How are you? Amazing. Alex. Listen, so we, we, you know, Britt, our amazing, amazing producer, put out this idea that we should come on and do like a holiday thing. And it was funny because we were like, I mean, we want to, but also like, we're not like, don't talk to us on the holidays. Like, we're terrible people for this. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was, it was just not a good decision. But the one intersection that we knew that we could do was like a, a diehard centric thing. The first thing Alex, uh, when we're in the ch- private chat before we come on online, the first thing Alex says is, "Oh shit, were we supposed to watch Die Hard?" <laughs> this is the first thing he says. Um, like who so prepares for these things? No, there's, there's, there's no prep here. There's no, there's no prep. prep. There's no prep here. But uh, but we are we are so happy to be uh, talking to uh, you for the holidays uh, uh, on you know on the Broadway Podcast Network. Broadway Podcast Network. Good lord. There you go my words already also happy to talk to you because if you listen to our episode this morning you know that alex has the covid uh still still had still out the other end of it but now now with like a cold or something i got if i'm a little congested if i sound nasally that's why it hasn't Mm -hmm. been a fun couple weeks gonna be honest so very excited that the holiday season is here yeah and uh now it's just next next stop is christmas baby it's Christmas. You know, let's get into that. That's a whole thing. Um, but no, we, we wanted to do this holiday special to talk about Die Hard, talk about holiday movies in general, and just kind of hang out with each other. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm on the East Coast right now. Alex is on the West. Uh, you know, but it's the holidays, so you got to be together with your family. And speaking of family, 
our two guests today, you know, we, we have a well, justice. We're very lucky to have a, a cadre of, of artists and actors to, to choose from. But these, these two women are definitely guests who like we had an episode with them and then it, then we, we have we never we recorded it. it it took us a good three or four months for you to figure out technically how to make yeah. audio work so we yeah, lost yeah, that yeah. episode in the in the fray but we'll, we'll do fray. it again we in the meantime in the meantime we have this because these 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 women are are perhaps the most important women uh, in the world certainly in our lives um our our wives it's so like Sarah and Emine, come on in. Look who it is! Oh, look who it is. Aww. Hello. Family Hello. time. Family time. Lady, ladies, <laughs> how, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm dandy, doing dandy. It's getting a little crisp in San Diego, so I whipped out the, you know, the long warming mm -hmm. threads. A little warmer than New York, but just... I'm happy to be a yeah. little cozy finally, just a, li a little bit cozy. Crisp, like 65, 70 degrees. Yeah, like a good, cool, crisp 65, like yeah. 70, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just Not so likely, crisp and cozy. Yeah. Throw a vest over a t-shirt, yeah. Yeah, you know, put on a little knit. <laughs> you, do, you do look very fall appropriate, very, uh, very fall centered. I just need a pile of leaves, mm -hmm. and I will be—I will be happy. I will be mm -hmm. happy. And—and mm -hmm. mm -hmm. you—and we will find one for you. That by the end of this show, we'll have a pile of leaves. Someone will bring them in. We have that kind of budget here. Um, I am holding you to that. Yeah, yeah, we will. Emine, how are you now? Emine, you as well have uh, some experience with with COVID nineteen. Oh yeah. So, so oh, that, yeah. that you, you, you have it or had it or 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 still have it. Um, yeah. So how we were talking a little bit before we got on the air, but how are you feeling? Like, how is that going for you? I feel great. I was the first one who got it. Alex tested negative and I tested positive. So. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because she's like the most careful person ever. Like we, yeah. can't, we can't get groceries without scrubbing every single apple and bag of coffee and like everything gets the treatment no shoes anywhere kind of stuff. And then of course she's the first one to get it now. But that was, I will say that was that, that is the experience in, in our home as well. When, when this, when this first started, because we were, you know, everyone, we were learning about it, but Sarah yeah. was very diligent about, you know, she, she had gloves at the ready, like the, and not, oh, yeah. not you know, yeah. but like we were wiping down everything. There was a system. Sarah. Oh yeah. You know, All the like, PPE. All the, All the and as time has gone on, I do I continue to wipe down every grocery I have? I do not. I, wa I wash my hands diligently. I sanitize diligently, but it is mostly airborne, and that is what I focus on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. There was a minute that I... There was, yeah, well, so our, our Brit, our producer, has pointed out that I have a <laughs> quick dinner. That? So here's the thing. This is uh, I brought this on because it's Sarah, Sarah's favorite cookie place, which is Chip, Chip Cookies, and it's my it's my birthday tomorrow, so I'm starting. Really? It is, in fact, I'm starting on this early. <laughs> I'm starting on this birthday thing early, uh, because I'm like I'm just it's just going to be me alone in this house. So it's like I can literally start celebrating whenever I want. So it's the wine, hence the cookies. <laughs> Uh, Happy birthday, I guess. 
Yeah, no, thank you. Happy, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, happy, happy birthday, whatever. Happy no. early birthday. No, thanks. Thank you, guys. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, Brit, Brit is chiming and saying that Chip Cookies is, is her favorite place. It's an amazing place. I, I Sarah introduced this to me. I go back and forth because I'm a Schmackeries man. I'm a Schmackeries man. But Schmackeries, uh, I've never even heard of that. You, well, you've never heard of Schmackeries? No, the more you say it, the more I haven't heard of it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm. Schmackeries. 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 <laughs> I think it really does depend on just what mood you're in, what type of cookie you're in the mood for. Chip is like a scone type chocolate chip cookie, you know? Okay. And then chip crispier. is. Yeah. You know, and then um, Schmackeries is more of like your traditional cookie, large, nice, warm, gooey, soft center. Mm -hmm. Truly, truly is a magical cookie. What's no, it called again? A chip. Out. Well, I think you meant the other one. Schmackeries. We really got to make that Schmackeries. Make it pop. It makes me think. It makes me think of that thing that's peanut butter and jelly in the same jar. For some reason, Ooh. you ever had that? <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Oh my god, I had it one time. It's like you're too lazy to to go oh, yeah. separate cars for the thing, so it's like a swirl yeah. of peanut butter Schmuckers. and jelly. Schmuckers. Yeah, that, yeah. No, that's probably why. Yeah, gross. Schmuck. I need them separate. <laughs> yeah, that's them to be separate. I think most sane people do need them separate. You know, <laughs> I, think, I think that the, the idea. Just, yeah, some people are busy. Some people don't have time for that. If you're too busy to put both PB and PBA on your sandwich, I don't want to know what. Like, what do well, you? Well, this is this is coming from Nick, who actually doesn't mind those pre-packaged, like crusts cut off, peanut oh, okay. butter and jelly <laughs> sandwiches that like you get in a vending machine. Oh, uncrustables. Yes, uncrustables. Let, let me let's get You're talking this. shit on this swirl, but you, you'll eat on uncrustable. <laughs> let me let it, no. It's the same oh, thing with bread yeah. involved too. First of all, <laughs> goddamn name rights called crustables. They're called crustables. Uh, oh, so uncrustable. Uh, but is there crust on it though? Here's I thought it was no crust. Nope, that's why. No crust. That's why they're called crustables. Just crust. You know what I mean? The crust is gone. You you were able to exist post crust. Got it. Doesn't all right. Make sense. Shut up. And crustables are incredible. When we go to uh, when we go. So this is a good segue because one of the things I want to talk about is, um, you know. Uh, a holiday tradition. Brit, would you mind bringing up um, uh, uh, you got it. Pick, pick 14, please? You got it set uh, up here. A place that we can't be, 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 go, be at. Uh, uh, right? God. So when we go, this is, of course, Haunted Mansion. Haunted Mansion during the Christmas season uh, at Disneyland uh, is this specifically. But when, when Sarah and I go to the Disney parks, when we stay on Disney property, uh, I will go to the little dining halls in, in the resorts. And oftentimes they will have uh, snacks. Uh, and one of the snacks they have for the children is crustables. And for so the children. I, for the children. I don't care. Mm -hmm. I will 100% go and be, like grab at least five of them in a go and just have them. Do you know what I mean, Sarah? Like do you, you'll, yeah. just, you'll just stock up on crustables yep. and eat them. Mm -hmm. They're they're truly for a child's palate. There are not enough just... bathrooms in the park <sighs> to binge crustables while you're there. <laughs> like, it's so good though. 
the thought of a PB and J in bread sitting in a wrapper for like weeks, months on end in, in like a box getting shipped around and then, and then you eat it. Listen, that just oh, it freaks me out. It, is it makes the- me very uncomfortable as well. And I have to, I have to watch him eat it. I have to watch him put on his yeah. little sandals, go to the little cafeteria area, grab like twelve, or make a few trips and stock up and put them all in the fridge so like he doesn't get like recognized from just getting these little PB and J prepackaged things too mm-hmm. much. It's a whole, it's a whole Listen, thing, fam. It's a whole thing. M&A, when we go to the Disney parks next, I will share my crustables with you. And, <laughs> and you, can, you can thusly share, spread the gospel of crustables to our two friends here. Sounds um, great. You know, thank you. Yeah, obviously. No, no, I thank you. Thank you. Obviously, they don't, they don't understand, and that's fine. No, uh, I do feel this way about Hot Pockets, though. Do you? No, that's, a, that's a different story. I'll eat Hot Pocket any day. It's like a pepperoni uh, pizza Hot Pocket. I can get behind that when it's yeah. when it's a full pocket. I don't like. <laughs> yeah. they, sometimes they jip you on the. They jip you. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it's like not not full enough. It's not a full okay. enough pocket. Sometimes sometimes you eat those things, you don't feel like you're getting the full. Bi- the yeah. full deal. What a what a bad feeling. What a bad. Feeling. How, how did we end up here? <laughs> I don't know, Sarah. What was that? <laughs> Hot yes. pockets are dangerous. I've never not had a hot pocket. I've never not bitten into a hot pocket and had it just burn my mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Danger. Yeah. The balance is bad there. It is. It's a bad it's a bad it's a bad balance. Bad balance. Bad balance. But but you know speaking of balance, danger. Speaking of balance, danger. Uh, you know, Die Hard and the holidays. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but it's, it's a holiday, so it is time to, you know, we're thinking about all the foods we like, uh, especially around my, you know, for my birthday, I'm thinking about all the foods I like, you know, the cookies, the wine, the, the things that I want. Obviously, I would love to be with 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 Sarah and with actually with this crew right now. That would be really be lovely. Nice, right? Did time. you guys do yeah. Thanksgiving on your own? Yeah, I am. Um, I Zoomed with uh, Nick and his family in the morning, and then uh, I usually cook Thanksgiving dinner um, for for my family. Um, so this year, my two sisters hung out in the same place, and then I Zoomed, you know, I Zoomed in, and I walked my sister step-by-step step through how to make the turkey that I, or the chicken. I don't do a turkey. I just do a large chicken. I, I walked her through step-by-step step on how I make the chicken. And it was lovely. It all worked out. We we had a meal together. We cooked together. Oh, nice. And we watched The Addams Family Values, one of the best mm-hmm. uh, Thanksgiving movies together via Zoom. That's mm-hmm. amazing. That's amazing. Well, of course. And according to Nick, best holiday movie. And And I will say, I give that credit to Sarah. And I did that on the I did that on the yeah. pod as well. That yeah. Sarah Sarah absolutely put that movie in my path and in my, <laughs> you know, I, would I would I be talking about that movie if Sarah had not put that up for you know? No, uh, of course not. <laughs> it'd been so long since I'd seen it. I was I was cutting together cutting uh, the audio into the episodes. I just ended up watching like half the movie because it's it's so great. Good. It's a great. Film. It's so <laughs> funny. It's such a yeah. good sequel, a, a rare good sequel, and it's just hilarious. Joan Cusack is an absolute revel. Like thing. she's just a revelation in that the, movie. The he's amazing. He's amazing. Yeah, Joan Cusack, <laughs> Raul Julia. Uh, everyone oh in God, there. yeah, he's great. Killing it, killing it up the killing top. It. But yeah, but, yeah, but the quintessential 
Christmas movie, right? Now we're not talking a holiday movie. Now we're talking. So this is this is where this gets. Oh, this is where this gets tricky, right? Because <laughs> holiday movie, Christmas movie. You know, obviously, we all know there's a war on Christmas. You know, there's a war. It's been raging for years and years and years. Uh, you know, uh, is there? I'm completely joking. There's no such war on Christmas. It doesn't actually fucking exist. Anybody who's go to, go to Starbucks, just see what he's talking about. Go yeah, to yeah. You know, but it's actually, it's ridiculous. Uh, no, but uh, I do, you know, I, I, it's interesting because we, you know, we pitched this uh, as, as a debate about whether or not Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Is there anybody who's on this call right now who truly doesn't feel that it's a Christmas? I think we are all in agreement. I mean, it this takes is place a- on Christmas. It, is it on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? I think, I think it's Christmas Eve. Eve. I think it's Christmas Eve. Eve. McCl- he flies in Christmas Eve, and she's like, "Why don't you spend tomorrow with us?" You know, um, yeah. and there, there is Christmas music, Christmas lights. It is a specifically Christmas party. Well, yeah, so I, I think it's a Christmas. If, movie. We don't, if we don't mind, I'd love to actually take a look at that opening to get us started. Can we, uh, can we go to clip number one? Please. You don't like flying, do you? You want to know the secret to surviving air travel? After you get where you're going, take off your shoes and your socks. Then you walk around on the rug barefoot and make fists with your toes. Fists with your toes? (laughs) I know, I know, it sounds crazy. Trust me, I've been doing it for nine years. Yes, sir, better than a shower and a hot cup of coffee. (laughs) Okay. Okay, I'm a cop. Trust me. I've been doing this for eleven years. Captain, Captain, and crew would like to welcome you to Los Angeles. Have a very Merry Christmas. Die hard. Up this opening. Die hard. Da da da. It's one of those. It's one of those openings where you you learn so much about the character, right? We know exactly who this hero is within a minute of the movie. <laughs> right. Like, like, like we know with, without him, telling, without any overt anything, we know that he's, you know, we see that he has a teddy bear. So we assume he's going to meet someone, probably a child. Um, we know that he's a cop. We know that he's afraid of fly. Like the, the first thing they give us is, is a flawed character. Um, we're in. And we know we know that he has a problematic relationship. We do. <laughs> the we way, do. <laughs> the way that he has that second with that hostess. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, that is a really interesting moment. Where it's like, like well, that, it is. Yeah, I mean, my my thing as I were watching it last night, like they never really define what the problem with the marriage is. Like, it, it's like the most troubled relationship ever because, like, the, he's coming out to spend Christmas with his wife, but also. They're separated and living different lives, but also she wants him to stay over, but also she's kind of flirty with the co-work. Like, they never really define where they're at or what's going on. I, I think what happened, the information they gave is that he's a New York cop. She got a really amazing job. Right. She moved the family to L.A. He refused to go with her. 
and work for the LAPD. Um, mm. And now they're just in this constant struggle because he's he's fine with his wife and kids being somewhere else, but he's just, he's a New York cop. He can't shake it. He can't shake that beat. <laughs> he can't <laughs> do it. And also I do think that moment of him and the uh, flight attendant was inserted because Bruce Willis, it was, the the studio didn't want to cast him because he wasn't a strong enough sex symbol. So I feel as if they inserted that uh, kind of to uh, oh, to kind right. of give us a certain perspective. I've, I've heard the leading that they, man. Yeah, that's interesting, Sarah. I've heard, I've heard that they wanted to have Arnold Schwarzenegger. Is that how you pronounce it in English? Yep. Mm -hmm. So they wanted to have him, and then he didn't accept it because he didn't find it as fancy or. Mm he was doing some another show or movie at the time. I don't remember. And then Bruce Willis was kind of like, he was key. Like he was really willing to take this opportunity to like, uh, from TV to movie like industry or something. I, I've yeah. read something like that about it. I don't know if so this was like his breakout role, right? Yeah. Cause he was knee deep in moonlighting <laughs> yeah. and he was really trying oh, to transition. Yeah. And they paid, yeah. I mean, they paid him like for the time, what was like an exorbitant amount of money. He, I think it was like $5 million, which at the time was like for, for yeah. a TV star to kind of, but Sarah, I love your point about, you know, he's an LA, he's a, he's a New York cop, um, you know, who's, who's trying to, you trying to adjust to, to LA life. Cause it is right. And especially at Christmas time, LA, LA Christmas is a very different thing than New York Christmas. You know, New York Christmas is a, is it's 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 weird it's uh can we pick can we put up pick 11 please okay <laughs> it's a weird all right it's Sarah a weird loves being there christmas <laughs> Sarah's, Sarah's, all you, right you, that's, the, that's the creepiest gingerbread man i've ever seen in my life that's it is you can tell how uncomfortable i am now let's yeah. let's get into can we just break this down for a quick second down. Let's Listen. Break it down. I despise Santa <laughs> with every fiber of my being. If you are a New Yorker, you know exactly what SantaCon is. It's when it's when all the 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 young business professionals come out dressed up in their their Santa outfits and their holly. And they go and they kind of just go on bar crawls and they rage. The subway systems are an absolute mess filled with pandemonium and it's worse than Halloween. I, oh, so my friends who love SantaCon dragged me out and the entire time that was the look on my face. Just like, I need to see it, I need to see it one more time. We need to mm. put that up. Yeah, yeah there it is. Beautiful. I hated every moment of that day. I like how you're trying with the holly in your hair, though. Like you're you're trying to be festive. Yeah, yeah. like I, I put in some sort of effort. I'm just let me just put this in my hair. I wore a green dress. Yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> see, see that, that I would say that that holiday was still, you know, like like you know, you you made it through. There was other holidays where neither of us made it through. Can we put a pick one, please? This oh. holiday. <laughs> How, how very dare you. This holiday, this holiday was an interesting times. Sarah, do, you want, do we want it without naming names? Do we want to talk about 
what happened at that house. No, we, we can talk freely. I will not name names, but like we can talk we freely can about this. Talk freely. We can absolutely talk freely, 100%. We, can, we, we're not, we won't name, we won't say, because, okay, so for, for those of you listening from the Broadway community, there, there are Broadway people involved in this story. So we will not, we will not name, we will not say whose oh. house we went to. We will yeah. say that it was that it was the house of someone who loves to cook. That's really all you need to know. So, uh, Sarah, please. All right, fam. So, um, friend who lives in a beautiful part of Brooklyn had a. This was this was Thanksgiving, right? Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. This was a Thanksgiving get together. You know, Nick and I. His aunt and uncle sold us a car right after we got married. So we were we are blessed enough to have a car living in New York City. So we drove like 20 minutes to this, this shindig in Brooklyn. Um, got there, we were chit-chatting. The vibes were grand, having a marvelous time. And then said host <laughs> loves to cook, you know, came up to us and was just like, hey guys, I got some really great pop brownies from my buddy. Do you want to try some? And we were just like, yeah. And I was like, well, I'm driving and, you know, let me just be careful because I'm not trying to drink too much alcohol or anything like that. So, you know, I'm, uh, what what do you recommend? Like, he's like, I tried some before. Like, I've gotten, I've gotten some from this person a million times. Like, it's going to be great. So if you're driving, just take like, take like this, this large of a cookie and like, you'll be, you'll have like a brownie or whatever. You'll be fine. So I took that advice. I think Nick took that advice as well, because, you know, we weren't trying to get too turt. You know, people's parents were there. Like it was a whole Yeah, that's thing. such a risky move at a party. It's- Super risky, guys. We took his word for it because he was like, no, it's fine. You won't forget. It's really chill. Like, it'll be great. So we all took, like, we split this. I think it was a cookie. We split this cookie into small bits. Small, The smallest of bits. (laughs) Now, I'd, I'd say half the party took small bits of a cookie and the other half did not. Fast forward 30 minutes to an hour. The apartment was split in two. Half of the party were the people who um, had some cookies. They were in the kitchen watching, like we were there watching the host kind of cook. And we were just like. (laughs) Like it was bad, guys. Oh my God. And then like the other, literally the other half of the party was in the living room being like, are they all right? His friend was pacing, literally walking around Uh, like this. Like terrifying. Pacing. I I have never been that messed up. I could not drive home. You know, our beloved Nick uh, never got a license to drive. No, so not. I could not drive home. I had to make eyes with him from across the room when like two people who didn't have cookies were talking on either side of me and I was literally freaking out. I was like, what am I doing here? Uh, and I made eye contact with him and I was just like, I cannot drive home. <laughs> And I have a vague memory. I have a vague memory of Nick throwing us in an Uber, and then me getting sick when we got home. Accurate. All of this is true, and you have to understand. Like, it wasn't just right. It wasn't just being hot. It was like I I was drooling. I'm pretty sure you were drool. Like you might have been drooling as well. Like I, I was, think we were all drooling. There was drool like, everywhere. It was bad, guys. It was not. Something was off. Something yeah. Was, if you're not used to that, that is that is scary. 
<laughs> we couldn't yeah. we couldn't taste the food because our sinuses became overwhelmed with ingested THC. Like that's how bad it was. So oh like grade A food couldn't taste it. Yeah, yeah. Things got things wow. got really rough. things got really. I'm rough. so grateful to be alive. <laughs> so what a grand time! What a, what a grand thing! What a great but, time to be alive! What a great time to be alive! <laughs> John McLean. Uh, but all this to say, right? New York, New York holidays, very specific thing. John McLean, yeah. you know, shows up to this building uh, and is getting the sense of LA holidays, which is, you know, as you guys, uh, you know, Alex and Emily, you guys have lived in LA for quite some time. How are the holidays in LA? Like, what, what's that like? We've been going to an East Coast park. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we just end up on the East Coast. Usually yeah. <laughs> every year that, that's where we go. Yeah. Cause it's, it's not, I mean, there's the normal, like in the stores and stuff, you know, they Christmas it up and like the promenade and the Grove, like they become Christmassy, but New York, cause you walk everywhere and it's cold. Like it becomes Christmassy yeah. everywhere, right? You walk outside and you just get the feel of that time of year here. It looks the same as it, as it ever looks. It feels yeah. fake in here. Like yeah. fake snow everywhere. <laughs> like New York is kind of about like, the magic of the holiday. I think LA is more about the party of the holiday. You know, it's like you, you run through the celebration, you move through the motions, but it, it doesn't feel especially Christmassy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a, it's definitely a, uh, a different, a different type thing, a different type thing. Yeah. Um, I want to say hi to everybody who's in the chat. I see Diana, I see Maureen, I see Rob. Um, thank you guys for being here. You guys are the best. Um, and uh, Sarah, Diana, Diana is saying it is so good to see you, and she loves how you tell a story. Oh, well, thank so. you, thank you so much, dear Diana. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but but yes, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Can I also just say I feel as if they do a really, really good job of showing. Just, just not, not even through words, just, just through images. The kind of differences <laughs> to like an East Coast holiday and a West Coast holiday. You see the fashions of that woman head to toe in very, very tight white spandex at the airport. <laughs> Try like the, apparently that's supposed to be winter wear, and she like runs to her boyfriend. And I think that's when John. He, he makes, says, he makes that color, yeah, like yeah, yeah. California, California. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> He also he gets a very a very interesting introduction to LA from uh, from our friend Ellis. Can we can we play clip two, please? I believe it's clip two. I think it's clip two. Let's see. It might be it might be wrong. Look at him. He's certainly LA. That's the most LA thing. Just coming in. It happens a couple of times too at this party. People coming into rooms they shouldn't be in, and there's something crazy going on. <laughs> oh, oh my god! I love the way he plays it too, just like moving back and forth and like wiping his yep. nose. There are so many people like that in LA. Look at him. Throw quite a party. I didn't realize they celebrated Christmas in Japan. I don't know how I feel about that line. I don't know how they. I didn't know they celebrate Christmas. Like I don't know. It's a, it's, it just feels like it hasn't aged well. I don't know. Oh. And the wife. Not not the wife. Holly Gennaro, sir. Let's 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 call it what she is. Go ahead, sir. The most magical. 80s hairdo. Yes. Oof. Oh, yeah. Look at this. She is serving 80s woman 
in charge running things. Perm. Mm-hmm. Oof. Yep. Love it. <laughs> yep. No, it's it's the truth. It's how and I love I love Holly, you know, and Sarah, you've talked about this often. I love how Holly is portrayed because it very much, I think, was against so much of the the t- uh, the kind of the wife type of the '80s, right? It was. It's very much this woman who's like, "Look, I'm doing my life out here. I would love you to be a part of it, but like, I'm also not going to stop my life for you. Like, I'm I'm moving." Yeah, I mean? and I I think it's so cool because there was that archetype that was developing in the '80s of like you know the businesswoman with the with the suit at creating oh, a triangle the, the type shoulders, thing. the big shoulders. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Wearing wearing sneakers to work yeah. and uh, work very working girl esque, and that was really taking over. That was really like people were making a lot of money in films of of that archetype. So now we have this. It's later in the '80s with Die Hard. We have this amazing, amazing female lead holly Gennaro, who's like you can't really think of any other woman who would be able to be married to john mcclain and she is just as badass does not take any of his nonsense yeah i just love yeah. her and also she stands up to the bad guys so beautifully oh god she's just so oh, yeah. sassy i just I love her so sassy no she she's is so no, sassy some great allies in both her and can we can we put a pick four please for my other favorite ally pick four yeah. Oh yes. Of course. Of course. Carl Winslow. Carl, Carl Winslow. Winslow. Reginald Vall Johnson. It's um, such a good character. Like the immediate bond that him and John share through the whole yes. thing. Like it. Yes. Yeah. It yeah. really no. It's quite wonderful. And again, these are these are Christmas themes, right? Friendship, marriage, love, family. Do well, what's what's funny is like John McClane is a character to whom none of this should make sense and kind of doesn't. Like, yeah. no no aspect of his life agrees with who he is. <laughs> like, and it's a theme throughout, <laughs> throughout all the, the diehards that they have, right? His relationship with his kids in the future. Like, everything that he comes in contact with, he refuses to, to like, grow outside of himself. Um, yeah. Yet still remains this kind of charming, like, whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah, he always has that edge. And I, I love how they even, sh- when you were talking earlier, Nick, about like how they reveal so much in the opening of the film, but do it in such a beautiful, subtle way. Because you understand all of the things he's going through, like what Emine said earlier, but you also know that he is just a cool, relaxed, edgy, mysterious, very just like New York, like skeptical guy. Yeah. And I feel as if that, that that never leaves him. And just like his downfall and also what makes him so special is just being that NYPD cop. And he never gets rid of that <laughs> at the expense of his family, his marriage, you know. Yeah, no, completely. Carl Winslow doesn't come back after the second one. No, he does not. Does any, I don't think, I don't think, does Holly come back for the second one? I don't she's remember. mentioned, but like she's yeah. not in any other film. Yeah, I kind of was- always jump from Die Hard to, to Vengeance. The three. As yep. you should. Yeah. Very wise. Yeah. Very wise. Yeah. Sarah, what is our cat doing? I'm just so confused. Where is he? I see him in the oh, corner. He's, he's giving himself a wee bath. Aw. Give him there himself he a bath here. Yeah, 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 you gotta stay fresh and clean during the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> gotta stay fresh and clean. Vo- Rob Rob points out that her voice is on the phone in three. There we go. There oh, there you go. go. Yeah, there's, there's the conversation. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And then, yeah. and then in the fourth, I'm not sure because they pull up her file in the fourth. Her like you see her 
file digitally. I'm not sure if she's listed as deceased or if they're still just separated. I I blocked that movie and the rest of the other ones. Well, after three aren't hours. they divorced after a while? Like, is it because in four it's his relationship with his daughter? I yeah. feel like yeah. him and his wife are very divorced at that point. Yeah, for sure. Sarah, remind me, we walked out of five, correct? That was when yes. you got <laughs> Yeah. Yes, we did. We saw it on Valentine's Day. Yeah. And I like an hour in, I was just like, I can't. This is like, destroying my childhood. Yeah. And I, I can't do this. Is that the Justin did the Justin Long one or the one that no, 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 that was four. Okay. Yeah, that's the one after. That one's not as bad. No, no I, w I wish it was rated R because he couldn't say yippee kaye motherfucker because <laughs> they had yeah. a PG, they had a PG thirteen <clears throat> rating. And if you go back and watch the movie, you see a lot of curse words, very poorly dubbed. Yeah. <laughs> supremely, supremely. Um, but no, I think I think I think number one and and number three, but really number one, I think gets the character just right like you you understand him you understand you're charmed by him he's a fish out of water in this very like you know like aesthetic value la landscape um i always feel bad for joseph takagi because he seems like a great boss oh yeah <laughs> great boss uh you know I, I i hate that he just gets blown away you know, like I just, I, I just hate that. It, well, it's like every everything in the script. It's so well constructed, right? To to move one thing to the next thing. Like if you didn't like him and he got killed, then the weight of it would would not be what it is, right? The stakes wouldn't immediately go up. Like okay, these guys will kill anybody. Yeah. Like these, if they don't get what they want, they'd be business. Like if he if he had kind of deserved it, like the other guy does, uh, I don't think it would have played the same way. You don't like to watch it happen, but it makes it. Yeah, I so agree. <coughs> yeah, no, it's so yeah. true. It's so true. So yeah, and, and I think I that's such a good point. And like in the in the beginning. Oh, I'm sorry, what? husband. Were you speaking? No, 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 no. Please go, go, go. I'm. I'm did I'm, I talk just, over you, husband? No, you, you did not. You did not. I'm not saying. I'm sorry. Oh my god! Typical wife, just like talking over her <laughs> husband all the time. What are you my talking goodness about? Gracious. Oh my god. <laughs> Are you? No, some, something that I was just going to say was was piggybacking. <laughs> Can we have some privacy, please? Listen, I'm so sorry. <laughs> you guys need to work that out. Talking over you. Can we? It's just like. I think I think I heard you say. Um, sure. <laughs> anyway, tell <laughs> you, love it. Continue, continue. I'm so sorry. I was just gonna I was just gonna dovetail off of what you said earlier about how awesome Takagi is. There there was that awkward comment that John McClane makes, and then Takagi just is so charming and flips it into a joke. You just see what a cool, collected, very personable, skilled boss he is. Like he goes, he says to Ellis, he's like, this is a uh, Holly's husband, Holly's policeman. And I think that really, at least for me, that gets, that gets the audience on his side so oh, quickly. That, that made me kind of think though, like I feel like they kind of inferred that her and the skeezy cokehead dude had maybe hooked up at some point. I don't think so. I think oh, it's I, I think it's heavily implying that Ellis uh, is Watch trying you. to get with her, but, but it she's, never actually. Just she like the like, hey, like that's the husband. Like yeah, uh, Holly yeah. Holly keeps him at an arm's distance. I don't think yeah, she's ever. Okay. It's it's oh pretty God. interesting for me to hear like you guys talking about like the characters because when I watch the movie, um, this movie is just 
about like really strong characters, very strong acting and very strong story. Like, there's mm -hmm. no, like you don't, I feel like you don't even look for other stuff. You don't look for cinematography or you don't look for like technical, like beauties or like professionalism in a way. It's like, it has all the cliche, cliches of like what American or Hollywood movie is. And I've heard a lot of stuff about like how this movie actually started that. Like you get one problematic uh, relationship, you get one strong, really like man character, you get sassy FBI <laughs> who mm -hmm. doesn't care about other people. Like, yeah, this is not your scene anymore. Like, and I don't know, it's all of it was like really, it was so obvious that I was watching an American movie. Like in every, in every oh, yeah. single way Very possible. One. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe no. the American movie. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it was really enjoyable in a way that it was like one of the original ones like that, like started that American Hollywood action movies. Yeah. But this is... Go ahead, Alex. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, it, it sucks you in a way. Like, usually we'll watch a movie and we'll kind of be checking our phones and, you know, talking from time to time, whatever. But this is the kind of movie you turn on and, and you just get sucked into it. Even though it's been, you're, you're like talking about how, like, this is ridiculous, uh, but you're enjoying every second of it. And the story carries scene to scene. Like, the stakes keep going up, right? Like, he takes his shoes off, suddenly he's barefoot. So he's barefoot. Then there's glass on the ground. So that, like, everything builds on itself and you follow all the way through it. And it, it gets ridiculous, but it's also like, the most fun you can have watching a movie. Oh yeah, no, and this is the, yeah. so. So I do want to. I do want to jump. Uh, Rob was asking thoughts on number two. Well, Denver Airport. I wa we watched it last year, and it's much better than I thought it was for years. I have not. Really? Seen, yeah, I'm interested. I'm interested to go back and watch two again because I honestly have Ooh. skipped it myself uh, for a long time. Um, so Rob, you're. I, I, I'll. I will. We'll all watch it and report back to you on that. Yeah. One. Um, yeah. It's been a long time I'm, since I've seen it. Same. I'm I'm in the same place as you were before this rewatch, Rob. I'm still like I watched that and it was terrible. <laughs> I don't yeah. ever want to watch it again. So maybe I'll yeah. give it a rewatch. In my head, it just repeats the formula too exactly. Like ter terrorists attacking a a big structure. Like is that what happens yeah. at the airport? I just remember it's yeah. at an airport and there's bad guys. Like I don't know. And yeah. that, that's why I think it didn't work because with Die Hard, they really caught lightning in a bottle because I think, you know, there, there were a lot of people who got fired and re and hired and stuff like that right before filming. And I think they, I think the guy wrote this script in what, like 48 hours or something like that. He wrote it really, really quickly. So it feels if it didn't have all of that time for, for all of those cooks in the kitchen to kind of, right you know, yeah. oversaturate it. And then in the second one, it's like you have the same redheaded pain in the ass reporter who's bringing in more conflict. You have Holly and um, John McClane who are separated, but like she's in danger. You have the terrorist, it, it, I think, and you still have Carl Winslow just on the phone <laughs> being a supportive friend. <laughs> I, they tried to recreate that lightning in a bottle instead of, instead of I think, creatively trying to build on it in my opinion and that's why it fell so flat for me personally so here's something interesting back to back to emily's uh original point though about you know in terms of the original feeling like kind of the quintessential american movie so right these, oh, yeah. these guys these guys get yes i agree yes emily 
great point. These guys get captured by German terrorists, right? They get held hostage by German terrorists. Trivia for you, who is the most German of that cast? Who is, who is, who is, the, who is the actor who has the most German connection <laughs> in that cast? I, I cannot tell the name of the actor, top of mm -hmm. my head, but one of them is definitely Hans. Just because of his name. <laughs> Hans, yeah, 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 yeah. No, Hans, Hans definitely like Alan Rickman definitely is playing a German man. Yeah. But, he's, but he's not German. There, who it? There's is an actress who it. It is. Who was Bruce, it? Sorry. Bruce Willis, Bruce Willis was born in Germany. Bruce oh. Willis is the most German person in the movie. He is the German <laughs> person on that really? film. I can see that, Pretty but cool. I cannot tell that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one, one thing we loved. One thing we loved yeah. about these terrorists was if you're talking about if you're talking about if you're talking about these guys walk in in tight tight pants. The first terrorist yeah. he fights right up in the under construction place, who's like hunting him down. He walks in long, flowing blonde hair. There's a shot. <laughs> he looks like he's wearing yoga pants. He's got this yeah. shaky butt, and he's oh, yeah. oh, yeah. you know he looks like a like a male model with a machine gun. It's tight European sweatpants in the eighties. Very, very European. Oh, yeah. It's like how they make them seem European. It's like these guys are are like yeah. East German. This is how you can tell. No, it's the tur <laughs> no, it's no, the turtle. Like, it's the turtle neck. The turtle neck. Yeah, turtle it's neck. not the sweatpants. Well, and of course, of course, John McClane ends up degrading or or, or destroying those those sweatpants. Can we can we go to pick uh, pick seven, please? Pick number seven. You know, he he. I love he, that. <laughs> yeah, really goes ahead. Does a number on those. <laughs> <laughs> really, really, take, really, take, really makes a mess of that. <laughs> he said, "This is what I think of German fashion." <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I think I don't think you're going to be able to put that in the. Uh, oh no, we lost M and A. Oh, there you are. We're back, we're back now. Uh, yeah, I think I. You know, you know, it's it's an interesting time for for fashion in this film. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Bruce Willis, the most the most German. Man, I agree. I agree. <laughs> yeah, we can get this back. Sarah, what <laughs> you are you are laughing hysterically at the fact that this is more It's an interesting time for fashion. <laughs> Bruce Willis is the most German person in this entire film with this fucking New Jersey accent. <laughs> that man is straight up born in Germany to a German mother. <laughs> he, he is German. <laughs> Bruce Willis, everybody. Uh, but speaking speaking of speaking of uh, of people who are pretending to be German but aren't, let's can we play clip three for a, for a look at our favorite villain? Clip three, please. I thought I told all of you I want radio silence until further. Oh, I'm very sorry, Hans. I didn't get that message. Maybe you should have put it on the bulletin board. I wax Tony and Marco and his friend here. I figured you and Carl and Franco might be a little lonely. So oh, so bloody. How does he know so much about this? This is very kind of you. As you are our mysterious party creation. Very kind of you. For a security guard. Sorry, Hans, wrong guess. Time to go for double jeopardy where the scores can really change. Fusion on his face. He's like amazing. Watching these two guys like who want to make sure the other one knows they're in control, just circling each other. 
very intentionally memorizing all their names so he can call it out like he knows more than he does. Like trying to trick the other one into thinking they're they're in charge. Is that, is. Guys, is that let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. We're all we're all reasonable, you know, very smart adults here. Um, you know, is that what you do in that situation? Do you pull a John McClain and and no, you know and there go are, there are men with machine guns holding your wife hostage? You do not go poke the hornet's nest and like taunt them with with lipstick on a sweatshirt. Like I got a machine gun, come get me! Like no, this is very dangerous. Sarah, how do you feel about that, Sarah? You feel? I feel like you have you might have a different answer there. What do you feel? What are you feeling right now? I don't know. I'm I'm trying to understand why the writers constructed it that way. Because if it, why did John McClane need leverage over them? Because he mm-hmm. he through his. Did he, no, yeah, through his little microphone situation, he had access to Carl Winslow. You know, he tried calling the cops and they thought he was ordering a pizza or whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, why, I, I guess he just needed some sort of leverage to get them worried, to make sure that somebody was watching them. I don't know. He just know. so immediately takes on this mantle of like wanting to become the, like the phantom in the wings. Like, <laughs> How many of them are there? Like, create this mystery of, of who's coming to hunt them down, uh, which doesn't make any sense. Like, all he had to do is get on the microphone and be like, hey, I'm just going to, like, I'm going to kill one person a minute till you come out here. Like, it's, that's true. You know? Well, and, yeah. and it's crazy. It's also crazy because it is such a gamble. You know, we, we watch this movie and we're aware that John McClane will probably win the day. But thinking of this in terms <laughs> of, like, an actual plan, it's like, you literally, the odds are so against you in this moment that unless you are like the most shrewd person in the world, which John McClane proves himself to be, this is a completely asinine plan. Your pl- yeah. and you don't you don't have a plan. Your plan is to like get you know like it kind of comes together. Well, that's the thing. He, he never he never goes to where the hostages are to try to get them out. No, his, at his all. plan is to execute these men one by one until everybody's dead. That's which, the plan. Which emanate back to your point is why this is one of the most American films <laughs> ever created. Because we don't, this man who is America comes in there without a plan. He doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. He's just like, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, he's like, he's just quoting, you know, fucking Rogers over here. Like he's, he's the best. You know, His nickname is Cowboy. Cowboy. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so out of control that this, the fact that this man gets away with this yeah. is like pure. And like, I also love that, like, it takes place in, like, the bastion of 80s capitalism, right? Like, this firm that I'm not, I'm still not clear on exactly what it is that they do. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, what, what do they it's do like in a, that building? Yeah, it's like investments and building. Yeah, exactly, and... exactly. Investments Wait, yeah, it's an, it's an architect, isn't it an architecture company? See, Nakatomi, Nakatomi, like, partners or investments or... Something they do everything. Architect, yeah, they, they, they got their hands in everything. Yeah, and Takagi, Takagi makes sure to bear. Like, is this about our bridge project? Like, we're doing it to help the land. Like, we don't. They want like, trying to defend the company as a gun his head. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> like, it's just the most like the the biggest defense of like where America was at at the time. Like, we're just yeah. doing it to land. It's like <laughs> you're not. And it's also like Alan Rickman, like is this kind of refined, you know, he's like yeah. he's like a suave, articulate criminal. Uh yeah. the whole time, up until the very end, he is no more than just annoyed that John McClain is doing this. 
it's not like really, really pissed off. It's like, dude, stop. Like, I'm trying to work. Like, well, leave me alone. <laughs> Baba Clay's just like this mosquito. He's he more worried about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He needs his he, John McLean has his detonator. Right. Yeah. Like, just get the detonators back. I don't care if you kill him. Yeah. Well, like, that's what I We brought these detonators all the way here. And he's basically he's basically dressed like an 80s businessman. So like yeah. it, it, the entire movie is literally like this subtext of like <laughs> like the Cold War taking place in like an investment firm. Right. Do you know what I mean? And like John, John's just like the American guy, like the the small, the you know small town American guy caught in the middle of your like corporate the underdog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. right. Alan Rickman's just like a rival company who's coming like just this company, company. and yeah. John McClane's getting in the middle of it. He's just like you know I'm I'm America. I'm just I'm just a cop from Jersey. You know I'm, I'm trying to do my shit. <laughs> and you're just like what the fuck is happening? You know. It's so, it's so and my favorite part on that topic. My favorite part is when Alan Rickman, uh, as Hans Gruber, uh, pretends that he is American. Can we go to clip four? I love that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, literally the best. it's literally the best. You're, uh... Clay. <laughs> Bill Clay. Bill Clay. Now to use a handgun, Bill. <laughs> spent a weekend at a combat ranch. You know that game where the guns that shoot red paint? Everything's kind of stupid to you. Oh my god. Well, time for the real thing, Bill. It's an acting masterclass. Oh my god, no, the scene is brilliant. The thing is, Albert makes it so believable. Oh yeah, and look, look, I mean... Oh. Like the cigarette, he's just totally disarmed. Like, what an idiot. Yep. And then, I love that shot, just... Uh-oh. And maybe he's not an idiot. Put on the gun. <laughs> and give me my detonators. <laughs> <laughs> he just wants the detonators. I want... <laughs> Put it down now. It's pretty tricky with that accent. <laughs> Is it? TV Was it really? <laughs> what do you want with the detonators, Hans? Did Look. you record this on your phone, Dick? Absolutely. 100%. But did I? I'm going to count to three. Like you did uh -oh. with the Uh-oh. Oops. He didn't count to three! To he didn't count to three. Fucking stupid, Hans. <laughs> you were saying? So crazy. <laughs> so crazy. This is the best uh, movie ever made. How that's really so true. true. So Alan oh, Rickman can right. do anything. He's <laughs> so good. So, so good in that movie. It really is brilliant. Um... Just, just the layer, like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's these two guys. I mean, it's that classic. We talk about this all the time on the podcast, Alex. The, 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 the kind of the Hitchcock concept of the bomb underneath the floorboards, right? right. And so you have these two guys playing this scene where the, the conversation is, is about nothing. It's about you know the time he went to a fucking 
paintball ranch. Do you know what I mean? But what's what's underneath the scene is these two guys um, playing this game of chess. Like, how much do you know? How much do you not know? And both of them just executed so brilliant. And I also, Sarah, this was Alan Rickman's first film, correct? Pretty much, yeah. Really? He, yeah. He, he graduated wow. from RADA, uh, I think it was RADA, not that long before, and he did a whole bunch of plays. And this was like his his first like big time oh. movie, which is so incredibly cool. But just like Alan Rickman as a bad guy in action films, I think he, like Eminem was saying before, like this movie really, really kind of created a new blueprint for the American action film. And Alan Rickman specifically just created that quintessential bad guy who's very intelligent, very suave, keeps his cool, but is just pure evil. He yeah. just, uh, yeah. a revelation. Crazy, absolutely crazy. Such a, such a brilliant, such a brilliant moment. Um, also, we miss I think, you, Alan Rickman. I, yeah, we miss you, Alan Rickman. Uh, also, I, I I did get the word that YouTube shut us down momentarily for like thirty seconds because we used the clip because <laughs> of the clip, uh, which is which is amazing that YouTube the ad the right. algorithm can recognize you, you filmed that. it on your phone like I through your marbly phone. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, at least you get it brought us back. Hi, YouTube. It brought us back. It brought us back. Um. So as we as we as we start to you know close out this this dire discussion favorite favorite moments from this movie that we that we want to you know want to highlight i i my personal favorite if we can go to pick three this is one of my favorites right here yeah <laughs> the um, way they please. do that like like in film school they teach you about about like using candlelight like a flame for light and because like, he pops the lighter on you have to blast him with an actual light and it's so if you watch for it in this scene, like it's so fake. He flips this little lighter <laughs> and the whole place just lights up like the sun. It's, it's oh yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. That's, how, that's how it works when I turn on the lighter, Alice. I just yeah. get blasted right. it is with boom. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite oh. part was anybody, when she... anybody else any favorite any Oops. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Oh, okay. oh, yes, oh we can. okay. My favorite part was when she, when they're like under the blanket and walking out the building, she Aww. just slaps the yeah. um, newspaper guy. That's my <laughs> favorite. Part. I was, I was so bummed the whole time when he was like trying to get into their house and like trying to talk to children, and like oh, he's, telling he's their like um, their helper, their housekeeper. Like, oh, I'm gonna go to IRS if you don't let me in. Well, I was like so <laughs> mad. Yeah. And that and he gets, gets what he deserves. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh uh, man. I I love that um that that the women of the conversation connect to similar moments because I have I have a few favorite moments, but um most of them have to do with Holly. So exactly. when she when she's brought in to speak to Hans and he's like, who put you in charge? And she's like, you did when you killed my boss. And she just goes through, she's like, we have a pregnant woman. We need to start taking people to the bathroom. So, you know, like yeah, love exactly. that moment. Love yeah. that moment. I love the part where she punches that awful, what's that guy's name again? Alice? Alice? No, no, the, the redhead who's also the bad guy oh, in, in Ghost, but Harvey, Harvey. Harvey, yeah. Eat it, Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I, I love the moment where Holly sees her kids on TV and then Hans, look, Hans looks at the photograph, knows yeah. it's her, and he's just like, Mrs. McClain. <laughs> that part's yeah. amazing. Oh and I mean, the part, the part where they open their version of St. Knox and the music plays and they see all of that money. It's just so fantastic. <laughs> it's just yeah, so fantastic. A lovely, lovely moment. Uh, Rob, Rob is Rob is highlighting the the dropping Rickman on the stunt rig. I mean, that's uh, definitely one of my, that's definitely one of my favorite moments for sure. It's like such a, a did, classic mm -hmm. shot, such a classic shot of him just falling. Yeah, and yeah, they did was, him dirty. They they dropped Alan Rickman yeah. earlier than they told him they would drop him, and that was a real reaction of fear. It's such a good moment. Yeah, that's a great moment. Such a great moment, uh, you know. It's it's it really is one of those times that you just you're just like, yeah, this is this is a masterful film. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's 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 Die Hard. Yes, I mean, I, I you know, in terms of the debate of whether this is a Christmas movie, there's no debate. It, and and I will say, I will I will cap that by saying, the screenwriter himself uh, said it is has said several times. You I mean, I think the only person who might have said it's not. I think it's Bruce Willis. I think he said it that it's not, but like, I also don't care. Because he's know? just a New York cop, all right? He doesn't know about. You mean, wait, wait, wait. You mean the German? German? The German, German? The, the German cop. The German, the random German, German man. Cop. Yeah. You know? The German uh, cop you know. who didn't know that Christmas existed in Japan. He was like, listen, this isn't a Christmas music. He doesn't, what does he know? What does he know? You know, he, he knows as much about, uh, as much, uh, I'd say about as much as the guys in, in picture 12. Pick, can we bring up picture 12, please? Oh my gosh. <laughs> a classic. A classic. Oh, look at that. Was this, was this an outside articulation? Or yeah, what did we? Yeah, when we did the film, we did the film fest. I was looking, Alex. I was oh, looking. Film fest. Yeah, yeah. I was doing a deep dive for pictures of you in the holidays. You have none. You have none. literally none. That picture was in December, or that picture was at least Poor, you lonely Jewish boy. Yeah, I don't know. Listen, it's all right. Your your hairstyle is just hair, magical in that photo. It's long. I didn't. Yeah, I'm yeah. It all the it's way like, down to the bottom there. It's almost yeah. a mullet. I could, I could have, I could have been a German terrorist. In that <laughs> you could have. I absolutely could have been a German terrorist. Just give me some spandex pants, okay? Yep. A machine yep. gun and a turtleneck, and I'm, I'm in. A you've tight always, sweatsuit. You have always, you've always reminded me of a young James Cameron, and I, I've said that several times. I'll take like, it. I, I know you'll take it because I feel like you also just in personality line up. With <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, there's a lot of there's yeah. a lot of James no, Cameron. I'll, I'll I will got it. Yes, let's, let's get that. Out of here. Uh, yeah, guys, guys, yeah, this was, this is you know Die Hard holiday movie, one of the best. Uh, we we love it. We hope you guys love it. We hope you've had fun hanging out with us uh, today. For this, I was gonna say we should do one where we just watch a movie and talk over it the whole time, but YouTube would shut us down pretty damn quick. Which would say shut up. Yeah, you, yeah. Stop that! Stop that! So, um, be like a, but a private live stream or something. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Sarah and M&A, thank you so so much for being here. You guys are we, you know, we obviously love you Thanks, more babe. than like, um, you know. So thank you for being here. And Britt, the two wonderful producers, Britt and Alan, thank you for uh, for allowing us this time. Um, and and to the peeps, to everyone who came and and and, and watched that we again hope you had a great time. Tweet at us at Lil Justice Pod. 
listen to our new episode. We actually did a holiday movie episode um, that released uh, this week. Uh, and you can find that at bpn.fm slash little just. Oh, look at that. I love when it's on the ticker. It's so cool. It is. You know, it's like, L-I-O, ooh, ooh, it's just You'll find it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, either way, either way, you know what I mean? Right. We're there, we're there. But we're uh, there. in the meantime, we're guys, stay safe. Uh, have a wonderful holiday. Enjoy those leftovers, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Thank you, everybody. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.